And it says we're live again. Awesome. Welcome back to Everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. Thank you all so much for joining us for this week in EOS IO. We're going to cover a lot of exciting news, a lot of exciting events that are coming up. Uh, so stay with us. But before we get started, if you are new here, check out that subscribe button and add a D to it. Make it say subscribed. And uh, if you're new here or if you've been here every single week, smash that like button as well. It really does help us with the algorithm. And if you are joining us live in the live chat, leave a go EOS in the live chat to let us know that you are here when we were actually live. And of course, the last thing before we dive into the news, I do need to mention that nothing Zach or I say should ever be taken as legal, financial, tax, professional, or any other kind of advice. Because if you listen to people online with what to do with your money, what will happen, Zach? What will happen to them? You're going to get absolutely wrecked. You should never, ever, ever listen to strangers on the internet, especially strangers that look like this. Uh, so don't follow anyone on the internet, not just us, but nobody. Uh, do your own research, and we're just going to tell you what's going on with EOS, and we're going to kick it off with what's going with Cypherglass, because Hello EOS is back. Absolutely, and I see that the live stream's working now, so we're all good on take two. Um, but Hello EOS, our annual EOS-themed pumpkin carving contest, is back again for 2019 with the same 350 EOS up for grabs as the prize. Um, so Zach's going to scroll through some of last year's uh, winners uh, you, here. You, you, got, you got to give me a second. I got to. I got to change. Yeah, the no problem. I, I guess, I'll I gotta, explain the contest. I so we did last this year. last year as, as basically a community contest to you know get the word out about EOS, but also just have a little bit of fun around uh, Halloween. So of course, carving pumpkins, carving jack-o'-lanterns around Halloween is a tradition. So we thought, why not do an EOS-themed pumpkin carving contest? And a big change this year, um, of course, it's the same prizes, but instead of three judges, we actually have five judges from the EOS community that are joining us, myself included, Han from Node 1 as well, uh, and three other amazing members of the EOS community I that you can check out in that medium I, I know i know you can't see my screen right now rob but I, i've got the pumpkin up of our, our mugs on it from last year I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm scrolling through the hello eos hashtag from last year and the top ones the, the one that someone made of us but i love it there, there's some really good pumpkins i got up on the screen i'm just going to scroll through them for some inspiration on last year there was like the svk eos there was the scatter pig eos that was a really good one cleos eos uh just search the Halloween hashtag. You can find uh, the initial tweet from Cypherglass, or you could just uh, use the hashtag, hashtag HolloEOS. Uh, some really good pumpkins from last year, but this is a ton of EOS. Like, this 200 EOS is no joke, even at uh, today's yeah. price point. Oh, absolutely. And the, the contest ends on October 31st, so we'll see what the price is then. But uh, you have all month long. If you're going out, you're carving pumpkins with your family anyway, grab an extra pumpkin or make your pumpkin EOS themed and tweet a photo to CypherglassBP on Twitter with hashtag HalloEOS to enter, and uh, we'll pick you after October 31st. So good luck to everybody entering. How, how's the um, EOS name service been? You launched the Marketplace last week. That was the yeah. big news. How, how's it been going? It's been great. We've seen a ton of names get listed on the EOS Name Service Marketplace. You can check it out, eosnameservice.io, and just click on Marketplace. But in celebration of the Marketplace launch, we've put a ton of our names on eosnameservice.io on sale for 50% off, and we've seen a ton of people taking advantage of that recently. So if you want to get names like .hodl, .vr, .ar, .co, .5, and so many more for 50% off, now is your chance. This is a limited-time sale. Head on over to eosnameservice.io and... Uh, Check them all out. And as another update, I will be uh, in Rio de Janeiro for the EOS Community Conference along with Adriana from Cypherglass. This is October 15th to 18th. So if you're going to be there, let me know. We can meet up at the conference, uh, maybe go grab something to eat and uh, talk all the awesome things that are happening in the EOS community. It should be a good time. Yeah. I hear 
you're traveling somewhere as well, Zach. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, uh, we, we talked about it last week. But just as a reminder, I will be leaving for South Korea in, uh, let's look at the clock here, about 12 hours from now. I got to be at the airport and loading a plane uh, for my 20-hour flight to South Korea. I will be traveling with everything EOS and Liquid Apps own Peter K, um, which we got the developer courses coming soon. We keep updating you guys on them. Um, but I'll be there with uh, Ramon from Blockstart, uh, Dapp Solutions, Benny, the CEO of Liquid Apps. Uh, it's going to be super exciting. It is uh, Korea Blockchain Week, so it is like the equivalent of Consensus Week, but oh, wow. in Korea. So it's like the biggest event. Uh, let me let me pull it up on the screen just so uh, everyone can see like uh, the caliber of the people coming. Um, I know that Vitalik's going to be there. There's a lot of like big industry hitters. So it's awesome that the whole Liquid Apps team is going. I mean, not the whole team, but the, the big players, Benny, Tal, you, Pete. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens and what the outcome of that conference is. Uh, I'm excited because I, I land, I get off my, I get off the plane at like 4.30 p.m. And then it's like an hour and a half drive to the hotel. But uh, let me find it here. We are one of the sponsors. Woo! Oh, I, can't, nice. I can't find it. Uh, we got a logo on here somewhere, but I am messing this up. But there we are. Liquid Apps. Yeah, so since we're one of the sponsors for the main conference, which is like the consensus of South Korea, we get like special access to like the VIP event that there's a networking event that happens on Sunday night. And the only people that are invited are speakers and sponsors. And this list of speakers is insane. So we're, we're excited to get a lot done for Liquid Apps. I'm excited to get a lot done as far as promoting EOS, everything EOS, but I'm there on behalf of Liquid Apps and I am excited to share uh, a lot of what we've been doing there with, with the, the South Korean community because I, I don't think uh, they know about us as much as they will in about a week here. And I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked for it. And our event's gonna be on October 2nd. I uh, have it up on the screen. Uh, we also have Brittany Kayser uh, from Own Your Data. She's best known from uh, the Netflix documentary, The Great Hack. Uh, oh, she's wow. she's a Cambridge Analytica whistleblower. Uh, she's got a book coming out that talks all about Facebook and data breaches uh, that comes out sometime in October. So we, we have some really good guests. And I guess before I move on from uh, Liquid Apps, uh, I got to point out something that, that we're actually hiring. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that tweet from Tal. Um, it, it's pretty exciting. It looks like you guys are really trying to hire like these sort of unicorns in the space, like the most talented people in the space. It looks like Tal was calling out on Twitter <laughs> and like they want to hire them. So it's pretty cool. I mean, if I had to describe Liquid Apps without getting too, too deep into the weeds, it, it, it's a product for developers by developers. And like our goal is to have the absolute best team in the world. And like the caliber of the people Tal mentioned is the, the caliber of the people we're looking for, like Saeed Jaffrey, Dennis, I can't even say your last name, Dennis from EOS Nation, Nathan <laughs> Rempel, who's already with the team, Rohan Abraham from EOS Authority, Michael Fletcher from Shintai. Shintai's already doing stuff with, with DAP Network, uh, Alex from EOS Canada, Nathan James from Scatter, uh, Neb from Infiniverse, and Dan Larimer. Like, if you have that skill set, if you are on that top tier, that insane <laughs> level of developer, uh, we want you. We, we need two ninjas at Liquid Apps, two Neos from the Matrix is what we're looking for. Nice. Um, have have you speaking of developers though? Have you followed this guy Noel G N O L L on Twitter? This has been awesome. He's he's essentially live tweeting this this hackathon session where he's building this chess game, as I understand it. But it's been so cool to see like all the challenges he's run into, and then the sort of aha moments he has. And he's been live tweeting the whole thing. So I totally recommend that everybody go follow him at Noel I O G N O L L I O. 
um, it's, it's really fascinating. It sort of gives you insight into what it's like to be an EOS developer. Yeah, I mean, he, he set out to to build um, a distributed chess engine, essentially, uh, yeah. because remember a couple months ago, whenever we were talking about uh, the, the, the solution, Dan's, one of Dan's solutions for the, the voting issues with the mainnet, he came up with like all these ideas. He was talking about like using games that like uh, bots like. I, I forget some sort of randomness between like two humans playing a game and using that to create like uh, randomness on the network. Mm. But it, it's cool that he's building this. And it's funny because he had like some big successes and some big failures. He worked like yeah. all day yesterday trying to solve some problem. And then he ended up finding uh, like a JavaScript library that did everything he he, he did. The, he spent 20 hours working <laughs> no. on something and then was able to do the exact same thing, but even better with two lines of code. Wow. And that's wild. That's something that happens though. As, yeah. a, as a software developer, it, it like software developers sometimes are, are known as some of the laziest people in the world. And the reason they're known as like being some of the laziest people in the world is because they're very good at being efficient. Uh, being a good software developer is all about being as efficient as possible at getting your work done. And that's what a JavaScript library, like it, 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 if Noel would have taken the time to look for the JavaScript library, he would have saved 20 hours of his time or whatever he took. That's exactly what we're trying to do with Liquid Apps. We, we have all of these different things that developers are building in silos, like an account system, their own Oracle systems, uh, if they want to do resource management and even try to do something similar to VRM. Everyone's doing stuff in silos. And what we are trying to do is plug and play so that you could save 20 hours here, 50 hours there, and just work on what, you, what you're good at. Whatever your application does, like if you're moonlighting, just focus on your freelance marketplace. Don't worry about the account system. Don't worry about resources. Absolutely. Uh, but okay, now 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 that we're now that we're done talking about ourselves here, whew. now we got a, a good question in the chat, real quick uh, from EOS Blocksmith. Wants to know if there will be a live stream for the Korea event. Do you know? Uh, yeah, so it'll probably be on the Liquid Apps channel. I, I don't. I'll, nice. I'll, I'll I'll do content too. I'll be recording the whole time. Pete and I are both bringing camcorders. We, cool. we got our microphones. I'll be interviewing people, maybe in like short form, and then put together some sort of compilation. I will be doing content. I just don't know if it'll be live or like uploaded later. But there there will be stuff from South Korea. Um, and on October second, we're, we're gonna try to to live stream uh, the speakers. But like that's gonna have a lot to do with the internet connection there and the sound system. But we're gonna upload it after the fact, if if nothing else. But we're gonna try to do it live. Uh, okay, great. That's good to know. So people like me who are uh, not taking that incredibly long trip to Korea <laughs> will still be able to watch that content. So that's yeah. super exciting. I, yeah, and uh, I've I've been like following all of the, like the Blockchain Week Korea like channels and Twitters and stuff and yeah. Telegrams and one of the guests that everyone's excited about it is is. is uh, Brittany, Brittany Kayser, because she's one of the, oh, yeah. she's like one of the uh, keynote speakers at like the main event. And then she's yeah. co also coming to our event. So it's really cool. I think it's pretty cool that part of her title of what she's speaking on is the potential of voice.com. So mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see uh, sort of what she talks about there. Maybe we'll get some new details about voice. Probably not, but um, it, it's possible. So it'll be cool to watch regardless. Uh, and um, uh, someone else you might attend. Uh, I don't, I don't know if yeah. he'll actually show up or not, but uh, in the Korea blockchain week chat, uh, Ivan on tech responded to Benny whenever we were sharing our event. He said he added it to his list. So, oh, oh nice! And that'll be cool because I mean he's starting to like kind of grow his presence in EOS. He's always kind of been there. I mean he he covers all blockchain, so it's not like he's an EOS maximalist by any stretch. But he just created his developer courses, and it's going to be awesome because we're going to have Ivan on tech 
and Bitkenstein, Peter K. in one room, the two uh, Topios developer course authors. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Yeah, that's exciting. And uh, jumping back to EOS for sure, we had that uh, 1.8 update went live on Monday on the EOS mainnet without issue. So a huge congrats to all the VPs that made that happen, all the people that put in hours and hours of work testing the update uh, before it actually got pushed to the mainnet and pushed live. And what's interesting now is that we're waiting on the top 21 VPs to sign a few different multi-sigs to basically activate a lot of those 1.8 features. So in terms of the actual code, it's been upgraded, it's been pushed to the EOS mainnet successfully. All of that is good to go. Now we just need a couple of uh, multi-sigs to be signed. And um, as I understand it, I think coming up here at the, the beginning of October, so basically now until you know the beginning of next week, um, is a pretty big holiday for some reason in uh, China. So I think um, we may not see those multi-sigs get signed until after that holiday is over, maybe the end of next week or the beginning of the week following. Um, but then those features should be live and everybody will be able to use all those new uh, EOS 1.8 features. So pretty exciting. It's exciting, man. I, I, I can't wait to see the first DAP sort of take advantage of it because just because it's yeah. a feature and it's available doesn't mean everyone's going to do it immediately. Uh, so I want to see who the leaders are in the DAP space and see who, who steps forward. I, th I, I could see like uh, Nudex doing it uh, because they're obviously in exchange. Maybe Prospectors, I think I've read, is doing it. The, um, I don't oh, know, nice. MMORPG. What, what's that? I think it's an MMORTS. Yeah. Massively multiplayer online <laughs> real-time strategy. <laughs> Yeah, whatever it is. But uh, 1.8 happened on Monday, went live. Uh, we're still waiting for features to get activated. But it's almost like that news like came and went because we knew it was happening. It was scheduled, backed, launched yeah. also. Uh, we didn't have that in the notes, but yeah. backed, launched. Uh, what did you think of backed before we move on? Uh, it's kind of what I expected, honestly. I expected maybe a little more volume. But if you look at the, the sort of daily volume, it's been increasing every day. Um, and with institutions, you know, I talked with a, a buddy of mine who's in the traditional finance space. He said it's mostly sort of family offices and those those level of you know institutional investors that are signing on for this and starting to use the platform. And then over time, we'll see that expand from family offices to um, you know hedge funds, pension funds, and sort of up the, the the ranking. But if you think about the amount of money that some of these institutions have, if you look at, uh, I believe it's BlackRock, and I may be getting that name wrong, but Anyway, many of these funds have north of a trillion dollars in assets under management. A trillion dollars. I mean, that right now is five times the entire crypto market cap. So if you think about a fund like that looking to, to put any considerable size of their portfolio into Bitcoin through backed, it's going to take some time for them to sort of let the market mature and expand before they take, you know, 30 basis points and, and throw it into that market. So it's going to be fascinating to watch, but it's great to hear that, um, you know, some smaller family offices are on board now and back to sort of be a, a slow and, and steady chug to the top. I, I don't even know where I saw it, but Pomp had such a burn. It was on one of his news interviews. Someone was calling him out saying like, uh, Bit Bitcoin's not worth anything. It's not backed by anything. And then he said, neither is Fiat. And how big is your cash position? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was talking to Kevin O'Leary. That's a great one. Absolutely. Uh, so so mo moving along, we had 1.8, the Arlington, Virginia office uh, yeah. pulled up on the screen. The emojis have finally happened, but they happened a, a little <laughs> bit different than we expected. Uh, Definitely. You, you want to kick this one off? Yeah, so this is pretty exciting. So the actual governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, uh, announced that Block One, and they call them a leader in providing high-performance blockchain software, will invest $10 million. And this part I thought was interesting, establish its US headquarters in Arlington County, Virginia. So right now, I think most of us think of Blacksburg, where you know Dan works, he works out of that office near Virginia Tech. We sort of think of that as the US headquarters, but it looks like this new office outside of Arlington is going to be their new headquarters. Whether they'll move people from Blacksburg over or not is unclear. 
Um, but it's interesting because there are a lot of highlights that come from this actual new office opening. First of all, they're creating 170 new jobs over a period Ooh. of three years, which means that's 170 new people working at Block One on EOSIO, on voice, on all kinds of different projects that we probably don't even know exist yet. So that alone is incredibly exciting. Um, but also, apparently, that area offers um, pretty close proximity, obviously, to Washington, D.C., where a lot of these regulatory decision makers are, but also access to top tier talent. Um, so it should make hiring those 170 people a breeze. And uh, it, it's pretty interesting that Senator Barbara Favola said, I am delighted to welcome Block One to the 31st Senate District, where it has chosen to open its U.S. headquarters. So you can very much see that Block One is positioning itself in a way not to sort of run away from regulators, but instead to embrace them, educate them on the power of EOS and EOSIO, and, uh, you know, sort of push the regulation in the right direction. So I'm excited to see that. We definitely need it. I, I was excited by the quote. So I have up on the screen here, just I highlighted a few things just so I could find that while I'm talking on this live stream here. But yeah. the amount of regulators, politicians, and policymakers that are quoted in this article, the, the, the first press release was published on governor.virginia.gov. So this is like an official government press release, right? And at the same time this press release came out, Block One tweeted it out and Block One's uh, PR team is also ready to post their own blog article. So this is a very coordinated like public relations effort. Like this is what happens when you put out a press release with any company. Like you're coordinating on both sides with the newspaper and the company. So like you have an idea of like you probably approve the copy for everything and all the quotes that are used. And all of the quotes that are used are by government officials. So I'm just going to run through them. Governor Northam, who is the governor of the state of Virginia, Secretary of Commerce and Trade, Brian Ball. And they're all talking about Block One. And this one specifically uh, points out the proximity to policy and decision makers in Washington, D.C. So nice. strategically, this is the quote that they used in the article is they're pointing out the proximity to policymakers. And then... Uh, also, uh, Andrew Bliss, who's the um, operating chief operating officer of Block One, he was quoted saying that DC being close to DC is important because they want to build constructive business and government relationships, which is exactly what we've known since way back in January when all of this stuff released started yeah. like, getting the lid blown off on it. That this is what they're working on. Uh, another quote from the Arlington County Board Chair Christian Dorsey. Uh, and she's welcoming Block One. And also Senator Barbara Favola, and that's who you read the quote for. And another delegate, Rip, Rip Sullivan. And uh, uh, this, this is huge because all of these government officials know who Block One is, what they're doing, and they're looking to them as leaders of the, the, the next generation of the economy of the state of Virginia. And it, it's such a huge opportunity. And... Um, this is exciting because we knew this DC office was kind of in the works for a really long time. Um, it's been kind of like an open secret, even on the block one careers page, they had all these jobs posted from Northern Virginia. Uh, now, now they all say Arlington, Virginia and Arlington, Virginia is only like, do you know how far it is from DC Rob? Like 15 minutes or so. It's really close. I don't know the actual time, but it's very close. You're basically in DC. So any meetings they have there, they'll be able to drive to. Uh, it seems like a really good position to put their US headquarters. And I'm glad, honestly, that the government is sort of embracing them coming. Obviously, they see the value in jobs and keeping that talent in America instead of scaring them off to uh, places like Malta, where Binance went, for example. Mm -hmm. So awesome to see them keeping them on US soil. That would have been big news in itself. But then yeah. Block One outdid themselves yet again with, with, with a tweet. You want to kick this one off? 
Yeah, so we obviously had that incredible EOS hackathon series. Uh, I guess that was last year. Um, the time in my mind is all kind of blended together at this point. But what's interesting about this new hackathon tweet that they put out is that they're actually encouraging people to host their own EOS IO hackathon. So if somebody like Everything EOS, for example, wanted to put together a hackathon or some other person in the community wanted to get together, you could host your own hackathon. And then they also have an option to partner, which looks like rather than just hosting it on your own, you could partner with Block One and throw a joint hackathon as well. So it's pretty exciting. And there was no mention of Dan's sort of XPRIZE style global competition, but it seems like with a bunch of different hackathons, they may sort of be gearing up for something like that. But uh, it definitely seems like this next <clears throat> round of hackathons is going to be more community driven rather than driven by Block One. But uh, who knows? Maybe they'll come out with their own as well. You forgot one more category: the participants to attend the hackathon. Uh, so yeah, of course, of course, they, they, they set up all these web forms. I don't really know what the difference is between hosting and partnering. I, 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 I think host is like you do it on your own, and partner is you do it with Block One. Mm. Um, that's sort of my understanding of it. Well, uh, just for full transparency here, uh, in my role as lit with Liquid Apps, I've been working on actually coordinating a hackathon myself. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so I was one of the first people to probably reach out to Block One. So oh, if anyone wow. from Block One is listening, I am looking forward to your response because the Liquid Apps team, we are already in the midst of planning a, a really big hackathon anyway. Uh, so I obviously applied to do the partner or host of an ESIO hackathon because it was something that we were going to do nice. on our own anyway. Uh, so yeah, I'm really I'm, I'm really excited for that. So uh, get back to me, block one on that. We would like to uh, get make, make you part of what we're already planning. We'll, we'll, we'll bring you on board. I'm sure it'll be better uh, as a team. Absolutely. And uh, more news from Block One. Dan actually put out a tweet, which was really interesting, saying that him and Brendan actually solved, quote unquote, solved governance. So Dan tweeted, he said, <laughs> today, Brendan and I came up with an amazing solution to vote buying that will completely remove the incentive to buy votes. U.S. governance will be decentralized, resources will be cheaper, and incentives will be aligned. More to come. So what did you think about this tweet? I did you see the tweet right after that? I, I don't have it queued up, but the tweet right after that, he, he <laughs> yeah. came out as like, "You should eat animals healthier than yourself." <laughs> like it almost uh, looked yeah, like yeah, his, was... his his account got hacked. But Dan is Dan. Like you can't stop Dan, man. Absolutely, he, he does what he wants. So uh, th this guy Biblioteca O Jones three, he he asked. He, he responded to Dan's tweet and he said, the community argued over governance for a year and you're telling me that Dan and Brendan fixed this over lunch? And Dan was like, yep, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> like, I found it hilarious. Uh, but I'm curious, I, I was expecting a, a blog article today uh, that, that kind of dives into this. I, uh, so, so that's kind of my, my thoughts on this is like, Stop saying stuff and let let's like see it like in a in a yeah. document or a blog like or give us give us more meat to this uh, because we've been, I've personally been waiting for a really long time for EOS New York's uh, proposal and I know that was getting around uh, through the BP circles and the exchange circles and it, maybe even it found its way to block one I don't know but I'm hoping that maybe they took some parts of that or maybe they're gonna both release them separately but. That that's kind of my questions is I know ES New York's been working really hard on it and I don't want their hard work to go to waste if if Block One puts something out and even if it's not better than EOS New York, I, I think the community is gonna take sides with Block One. Uh, absolutely. I mean knowing 
knowing most of the contents of the EOS New York proposal, I would be very surprised if some portion of that isn't included um, in the block one proposal. And and like you said, I mean, I would, would really like to see this actual proposal before I get too excited about it. This is not the Me first too. time that Dan or block one have tweeted about governance way at the beginning of this year or, or Anyway, many, many months ago, I, um, I, we got I, tweets about a, a governance proposal, all I, kinds of stuff. I, I think we got that. I think we got some DMs from Bloomer on the Everything Is Twitter account. Where, like back in January, we were waiting oh, for this right. governance proposal to get published. Absolutely. We were basically the, the contingency to have Brendan on Everything EOS was waiting for the governance proposal to come out and that never happened. But fortunately, <laughs> we got him and Dan on uh, after B1 June. So that was good that we made it happen. But uh, like I said, I mean, I'm not holding my breath on this. I do think that they've likely have some kind of incentive change that they can put together to solve a lot of these issues and remove that incentive to vote by rather than trying to force a behavior change. You know, change the incentive, you change the behavior. Um, but I'm not holding my breath. We'll see. Uh, We'll see if this comes out and, and hopefully if it does, hopefully it's soon. We'll see. So last week we spent a lot of time talking about uh, governance and the cartels and the part that pisses me off the most about uh, the, the vote buying and voter rewards is the sock puppet exchanges. I'm not going to really go yeah. into that again, but whenever you have exchanges that aren't doing their jobs as block producers in standby positions and they're only being voted in because they're they're paying their rewards. So ra rather than sitting back over the last two or three days, several different block producers have stepped forward and, and announced uh, voter reward proxies. Uh, yeah. So I EOS Nation uh, put theirs out today and then someone else put theirs out yesterday. But we'll start with the EOS Nation one. You want to read what Eve said? Yeah, so Eve came out. I thought this was really interesting. He said, introducing proxy for nation mining rewards with a twist. Proxy to EOS Nation and claim your share every 24 hours. Not only will you receive your share of allocated EOS with a competitive APR, but you also get 10 times the amount of DAP tokens as a bonus. Mine DAP by proxying your EOS. Do it. So this is really interesting. Basically, it's dependent on the amount of EOS that you get back from the proxy every day. So if, for example, the amount of EOS you stake gets you 10 EOS back, you would also get 100 DAP tokens back, 10x the value of the EOS. Um, just for proxying. So I think it's cool. It's a good way um, to sort of expand the DAP uh, holder list to more holders and get more people uh, interested in it. But of course, you know, on the, the sort of paying for vote side, I'm still not a fan of it. People are going to do what they want with their proxies, and I think that's great. Um, but personally, I'm not a huge fan. <laughs> uh, so they, they, weren't, they weren't even the uh, only, whoops. Uh-oh. I, I had a, a graphic ready to pop up. Uh, from Aloha EOS because they just launched the EOS voter value proxy. I have it up on, or I don't have it up on the screen. Now I do. Uh, so th there was another proposal from Aloha EOS yeah. for a vote rewarding proxy. Let me try to reload the page. And it's not going to work. So we'll just skip the graphics. Uh, but basically, it wasn't completely fleshed out yet. So EOS Nation, the reason we kicked off with that one is because their proxy is already available today. Uh, I don't have the proxy in front of me of what to vote for, but I, I just wanted to point out that it's only voting uh, for EOS Nation right now. So I, I, that's my request is I would like to see it vote for, for more block producers. Uh, we have a theory on why uh, they might be waiting for that. And we'll get into uh, yeah. another topic here. Let's... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm all thrown off now because of the Aloha EOS thing. Let no, me, let that's me... all right. I mean, I think the on the topic of EOS Nation, I think it's likely that, um, and obviously this is just speculation, we don't know this for sure, but I think the reason why they only are voting for themselves now is once that proxy accumulates enough EOS, they can sort of go to um, other people and trade their way up and, and potentially get themselves back in the top 21. So I think it's an interesting strategy. And hey, adding DAP to it, I'm a fan of that for sure. So 
the, then the last feature that they have is I think you have to claim it every single day, which I, I think you have to like log in and then actually physically claim it with a click. I know maybe bots could be created to do that or auto claim actions. I don't know if, if they're yeah. taking uh, measures to prevent that or not, but that was one requirement for the Yoast Nation. And this literally just came out like two hours, maybe an hour before yeah. we started streaming. So I don't know that much about it. But as far as the Aloha EOS, it sounds like in the chat that someone uh, went out of their way to uh, turn uh, the, their Medium account off because they must not have liked it. But Oh, wow. That's it, maybe like a, a bunch of spam reports or something and they get it pulled. Uh, that thing that happened on it, Twitter. It, just like with IWAD last week, we yeah. talked about it. But the, the big features of this proxy are one, it hasn't launched yet. It's a cohort, like not a cohort. It's like a group that, that wrote the blog. It was Aloha EOS, Blockstart, who's not even a block producer. They're, they're a DSP on the DAP network and Eosphere. And it's called a value voter proxy. And basically it's it was published as an idea and they have certain requirements, like every block producer that they vote for has to run an API and it has to meet certain objective speed and performance metrics, which are set out by the EOS mechanics, which EOS uh, or Aloha EOS is part of, along with I think nice. EOS Detroit. Uh, there's a couple other people in the mechanics, very technical teams. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to hear more about that. Um, not a whole lot of words on it yet. And the last piece of content on the uh, voter proxies is Colin Talks Crypto, who has the biggest proxy in, in the Eosphere here. I think his proxy is like 13 million votes now, something insane. And he posted on Twitter. And the reason it looks different than my other tweets is because I didn't want you guys to see the results here. I wanted you to stay objective and vote what you think. Um, you want to read the tweet? I've been talking for a while, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. So Colin Talks Crypto tweeted, um, he said, should the Colin Talks Crypto proxy give users the choice of two proxies, the Colin Talks Crypto proxy and the Colin Talks Crypto rewards proxy? Both would include only value-adding VPs. The CTC rewards proxy would also include only those value-adding VPs, which also agree to reward voters. 0% fee taken by the proxy, which is uh, pretty interesting. I don't know. I mean, It'll be interesting to see what the community thinks of this for sure, but it does seem clear that a lot of Western people are sort of saying, you know, okay, this is the game that we have to play. Let's go ahead and, and mm -hmm. launch our own sort of reward proxy, which again, I still think is the wrong move for the long-term health of the ecosystem, uh, but it's something that's happening clearly. So, uh, you know, shout out to the Western BPs that are, are trying to hop on that train. Uh, what, what, what's, what's going on in the chat right now? Someone's calling out Mark Woods and causing drama. What's going on? Yeah, Mark Wood said uh, that market cap one attacked them and claimed the trademark on like the, the voter value, which it, it seems like a bad move on market cap dot one's part. That's not a good way to, to get favor within the crypto community by trying to claim a yeah. trademark, especially since a trademark can't be uh, approved that quickly. So they likely don't even have the, the actual legal trademark. Mm -hmm. But uh, regardless of who pulled, pulled it down, it's unfortunate that, that Aloha US post got pulled down and hopefully they'll put it up on steam it or another source so we can still read it so so let, let's let's hang out on the the voter rebate topic so there there's a bunch of, i'm not even gonna pull up the graphic but sharif from es dublin I, I think he was joking about this but he said something about like a, a guinness coin and that people that vote for some proxy would get like free beer I, yeah. I, I think he was joking, but the thing I don't is, know. he said he said who's joking, and he linked to the account Vote Guinness on the EOS blockchain. <laughs> so I think it might be real. I mean, he said you can mine Guinness tokens, which can be be cash in for Guinness in Irish pubs around the world. Uh, who knows? It does sound kind of like a joke, but it's an interesting idea nonetheless. So I, I guess like since we have a proxy ourselves, I just want to point out that we're we're kind of in wait and see mode. I uh, Rob 
came from Lisk uh, previously. He, he, he's been pretty adamant about his thoughts on, on, on vote buying. And this is vote rebates or vote rewards. But uh, it, it seems like the way um, these non-cartel BPs are going about it is like orders of magnitude, a better way of doing it than the, the, the way the exchanges are doing it. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially when they're they're doing objective metrics for speed and performance, they're requiring things like an API and the the uh, voter value proxy um, for Blockstart and the others. So uh, I think that's definitely an improvement for sure to actually have some kind of qualitative standards rather than just saying, oh, you're going to trade votes with us? All right, great. Mm -hmm. We don't care if you have infrastructure. It doesn't matter. We're just going to vote for you anyway. So I think that's great and, and hopefully should help keep some of those quality BPs that actually are running APIs that have really low um, latency times, keep them at the top and uh, keep them paid. Yeah, we'll see. So stay tuned for the everything EOS proxy. We will keep you guys all informed if any of our, our positions change on this. Uh, we're basically in the same boat as Call and Talks Crypto. We want to kind of pool our community. You might see our own pools on Twitter. You might see pools in our Telegram channel. It's t.me front slash everything underscore EOS. Let, let us know what you want from us because we, we essentially are proxies of the people. Uh, we, we will follow uh, what our, our, our voters want. Um, but let's move on to the next topic because this one I haven't seen anyone talking about and we love yeah. giving people bullish news and we already talked about Eve once. Let's bring up Eve again. You want to kick this one off? Absolutely. So this is really interesting. So uh, somebody linked, Joe Lewis linked in a Telegram chat, Binance.com slash staking. And uh, he said, no, EOS isn't on there. And Saeed said, not yet. And Eve said, it's coming. He said, I got more information today, no date, but soon. So it looks like some kind of built-in exchange staking mechanism in Binance will be here soon, kind of like Coinbase Custody that allows you to stake certain tokens and earn that reward. Maybe that will apply to EO soon. Maybe it'll apply to DAP soon. Um, who knows? But I know that, that Eve is a, a big fan of both of those projects and apparently has this contact at Binance that's uh, sort of letting them know it's coming. I have up on screen right now all of the, uh, it, it's like called proxy as a service. Like Coinbase has talked about doing it. I know with like Tezos and there's probably other ones. But what I have up on screen here is the Binance staking uh, coins that they have. Algorand has 21% yield. Uh, Stellar, Qtum, Stratus, Komodo, VeChain, Neo, and Ontology. So all of these are, are giving different types of rewards. And uh, Binance is in English here. You can see what it is. It's pretty transparent about what they're doing. I'm sure this is probably what it looks like on a lot of the uh, the, the uh, Asian exchanges that have been doing like the voter rewards and things like that. So it sounds to me like Binance is uh, secretly or not so secretly putting uh, some thought into throwing their hat into the EOS ring of, of exchange yeah. block producer groups. It's really interesting. I mean, I think a lot of these products, like the staking one specifically, they were probably waiting until they had Binance US spun off into its own thing so that, you know, hey, Binance now, there's no US customers. They don't have to worry about all those regulatory concerns and they can do things like this without worry of any kind of backlash. So it, you, it'll be exciting to see if they end up adding that and um, hopefully some other tokens as well. I have a Brendan Bloomer tweet up on the screen. Do you think he was talking about uh, Binance here? Because I, I think we I think it's. Coinbase? I think it's possible for sure. I think Coinbase is, has has to be one of them with their relationship with Coinbase and Coinbase Earn, having uh, Balaji and another person from Coinbase on stage at the B1 June event. I would think that you know Coinbase custody will enable voting of EOS tokens and staking and things like that. Um, but maybe Binance was one of them as well. He said they're already aware of several exchanges 
working on this initiative. So that's exciting to see. Yeah, and I'll just, I'll just read it for those listening on SoundCloud or iTunes. Brendan Bloomer, he tweeted on September 15th. He said, yes, as the industry matures, many exchanges will allow users to vote with deposits in ways that give them access to exchange services while staking and voting. So like custodial, uh, but allowing them to vote. I'm already aware of several working on this initiative. So the question is, who are the several exchanges working on the staking and voting initiative that Brendan is talking about? Yeah, I would bet. I, I mean, Coinbase and Binance seem like two reasonable options for that. Who knows if there are there are others or if several means two. Um, but there are a lot of exchanges out there that don't support this yet. So uh, it could be anybody. Uh, one thing I'm looking forward to, um, like I'll say it again, my least favorite part about these voter rebates and rewards are the sock puppet zero value add BPs that are just springing up out of nowhere and getting these votes. And very recently, Chainrift uh, deployed their code uh, that's actually going to test standbys. You want to kind of kick this one off? Yeah, so this is super interesting. So those Sock Puppet BPs Zach is referring to are these standby BPs that don't ever have to use their infrastructure because they're not in the top 21 producing blocks, but nonetheless are claiming rewards with what we believe is no infrastructure backing them. They don't have a BP.json file. They don't have a website. They're just kind of these Sock Puppet accounts that get voted up to collect more rewards to then pay out to the people that are voting for those top 21 in those uh, sort of voter reward proxies. But this is super interesting. So uh, essentially, it seems like they'll have... Um, a list of paid standby block producers, and then they'll kind of rotate them in and out after they test their infrastructure. And I'm not sure how they're actually doing this. I guess it's some software on their end, but that is kind of the gist as I understand it, is they rotate in a bunch of standby BPs, test their infrastructure, check off boxes that it works, and then sort of go to the next round. And that should give us some insight into which block producers in the standby ranking actually have infrastructure and are mm -hmm. maintaining it and are ready to take over in the event they need to. And the ones that are just sock puppets that have literally no infrastructure, um, they're just an EOS account that did the reg producer command. So uh, just to, to, to bring this up, this is actually a legacy uh, product that they're building because months ago, uh, there, there was an initiative called the um, EOS Voter Bounty, which basically all of the top proxies came together and they said, we will vote for any block producer that solves these particular problems. And they listed like three different problems that needed to be solved and testing the standby block producers was one of them. And I just want to give props to Chainrift because they have fallen out of the paid positions a while ago, but yet they continued chugging along on this product and they just released their code. Uh, and, and it couldn't be better timing uh, because I, I want to see the rotation, the, the, the standbys getting tested. And also, um, because of what was the EOS 42 proposal that passed where they audit the, uh, for auto kicking producers who aren't, who are missing oh, rounds? I think it was the updated uh, reg producer agreement that basically if you miss a certain number of rounds of blocks, you get auto kicked. Um, I'm not sure if that's an affected or not. I believe it is with the 1.8 upgrade. But that'll go hand in hand. So here's the thing is like, uh, if you wanted to kick a block producer right now, the only way a block producer, um, the only way you can kick a block producer is if, uh, everyone kind of agrees on it would without that proposal would it need 15 out of 21 to kick a producer right now uh, i believe so i've never actually had to to do that it's, it's <laughs> never going to happen is the thing yeah nobody ever like it, it's co-opetition all of these block producers are kind of friends like bitfinex had some problems with their node like leading up to the 1.8 upgrade but like the community came together they they voted them out of the 21 and everything got done and everything got fixed bitfinex is fine now i, I think um so what this will do is it makes it objective. 
objectivity is the most important aspect of this because if we're going to kick a blog producer it has to be objective because if it's subjective you're going to have people stabbing each other in the back and and like disagreeing with the the reason for their their kicking or violations or whatever but whenever you do it in an objective way code is law and we've said this many times but with with this standard rotation solution code will be law absolutely and and i i think i also want to point out i think talos has a, a different mechanism here, but they do have a way to test standby producers too. So shout out to Talos for already nice. having this on, on their network. I'm not sure how, how similar they are. Uh, so we have, we have one more topic. We kind of flew through these. We had a ton of stuff to talk about. Yeah, but uh, I just want to shout out everyone to check out EOS links. Uh, go to linkswallet.io front slash reserve. Uh, Fred uh, Kruger came into our Telegram the other day. He announced it. Uh, so we've talked about Links Chain a uh, couple weeks ago for the past couple weeks. Uh, that's the, the obviously everyone knows about Links Wallet. It's a lot of people's favorite wallets. Great UX UI. Uh, they're launching their own chain. I'm not going to get into the details of it. Um, but the big thing about it is um, they removed the limitation of having a 12 character name. So that's why I wanted to let you guys know about this because it, it's early days to reserve your names. And I reserved uh, at Zach. So I was really nah. happy about that. And yeah, Rob I, tried was... to, I tried to reserve at Rob and then it said, oh, you can't. It has to be four characters. And I was like, well, what's the point of removing the restriction if you don't actually remove the restriction? I can get Rob.io, Rob.vr on ES name service. So I was kind of bummed. I'm not going to make a name now. So, um, so you, and, you and Dan can't get your, your names. Yeah, exactly. But if your name is between four and 12 characters, you can get any name you want. But if it's any less... Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing with with one to three character names. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so I, I wish Link's Chain the best of luck. They're doing some really cool stuff. I'm looking forward to the games that they're releasing. They've been kind of teasing a lot of cool, like kind of like addictive, like mobile phone type games. So I kind of want to see what they've been working on there. Yeah. Uh, but whether, whether they, they're, they're going to be a thing, I'm still going to most likely always use Link, Link's Wallet on mobile, at least until I see Scatter Mobile and see if it's better. Um, but until I stop using links, I'm probably going to be using links chain a little bit. And I really wanted to have, uh, my short username. So everyone check that out. I'm out of notes here. You want to uh, cover anything else or want to ping the chat or what do you want to do? It's pretty quick. No, I think, I think that's a good place to stop for this week. Remember the Halloween contest, go out, get your pumpkin, start carving it. And, uh, tweet <laughs> us that photo at cypherglass BP with hashtag Halloween. And, uh, you could win that 200 EOS first place prize, hundred EOS second place or 50 EOS third place, uh, from our five judges. So. It should be good. I think this is a good place to, to close it out. I'm Rob Finch. And I'm Zach Gall. And this, this is Everything EOS. Go, go EOS. EOS. Leave a see, Go EOS in the chat. We'll see you next time. See you guys in South Korea. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I missed the button. 